Welcome to That Shit Show, a podcast about overcoming trauma. I'm Emma Castle. Thanks for joining me today. Welcome to the show, Monica Moore. Monica Moore is one of those people who actually has so much knowledge in so many areas and including nutrition, including meditation, including yoga. Uh, but what she's actually branching out into at the moment is um, being an inner coach and running retreats for women, particularly women. Uh, and also she's done a lot of work with teens. So welcome on. Thank you, Em. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's great to be <laughs> here. So good to be here. Oh, Great. It's great to be speaking to you. So what's been going on lately? Oh, gosh, there's so much in the world going on lately, isn't there? And so, um, I don't know, I've just been plodding along with my, with, with my work doing, uh, I just came off the back of a retreat with a, a beautiful bunch of six women. Um, and I think when I do my work, it's, it's, it's trying to give people strategies to deal with all you know, those transitional intersections of life. So whether it be midlife, whether it be grief, whether it be teenagers, like you said. So it's trying to uh, harness people's potential. It's trying to harness uh, purpose and meaning for people. And, and I always say I'm the guide on the side, not the sage on the stage. So I don't know it all. I just, I, I just have a lot of experience and I, in lots of different areas. And I feel like what I like to do is is help people uncover what what are the strategies that they can use for themselves because we're all individuals, right? We all have different ways of doing things. We all, um, you know, we all have the potential to be great at ev anything we want to be. But I think we sometimes get lost in in what the world expects of us, and then we sort of lose sight of ourselves. So I don't know. I. I'm, I'm trying to get people to have that self-responsibility and self-governance and, you know, and to create a culture around practices that nurture the whole of you rather than just, you know, being taken over by the world, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So with the retreat you were just on, um, so what, what was the purpose of that? So who, who kind of goes, like what happens there? Talk us through a retreat with Monica Moore. Well, I work with a, uh, a friend of mine, a colleague and friend, uh, Jilly Arnott, and uh, she, her business is Inside the Garden Fence, and she's in Coola in uh, Central West, New South Wales. So we had a group of six women this time who wanted to come together. So we like to have people possibly that know each other. So they, they come as a group, and this group were coming together to support two of the group particularly who were grieving a husband and a brother and um and they were such a beautiful group of people because they have that whole idea of connecting with each other and and part of my work so I work on five foundational elements um move eat breathe rest and connect and I I feel like in the retreats that I do, in the work that I do, the one-on-ones that I do, I like to focus on those five elements. And I feel like if we, if, if we look at those five different areas of our own life and we try and find the things that work best for us, then we have the capacity to become whole again. Because that's what we're after. We want to become whole. And so this group of, um, this group of girls, they sort of had the connectedness with each other they all very supportive and they were all, they all came and they were all very tired. They've been dealing with a lot of trauma 
you know, not only not only what they'd been dealing with personally, but also, you know, with the drought and then the bushfires. So they'd had it tough. So they they came tired. And so Jilly is a fabulous cook. And so she she cooks from her garden, so it's very sustainable. Um, and then I offer the yoga and meditation practices. We do a little bit of contemplative work. Work I like writing because I feel like writing is like listening to your heart and then and then just writing out what your heart's saying or trying to say to you. So we do a little bit of that, but I'm very mindful of how people turn up. You know, so if people are really vulnerable and really raw then I'm not, I'm not a trained counsellor. They're not coming for that. They're coming to rest and to nurture themselves and each other. So that's, you know, that's what we have to do. So it's not about sitting down, pulling apart anymore. They've already been pulled apart, most people. So they came, they rested, and they went back a little bit, put, a bit more put together, I think, and they loved it. They loved it. So that was great. And I loved it. We loved it. So it's sort of a, a two-way street. So with that sort of process, do you find that that collective energy helps you as well? Because you've been through a bit of your own trauma on in the last mm-hmm. 18 months. So do you find that it helps, like by helping other people heal their own trauma, you're healing your own as well? Or does it, does it help? Or what, what's your process with what's happened in your life? I, I, I truly believe that we, in, in serving others, in helping others to help themselves that it helps us to move through lots of our own stuff too but for me uh, for me personally I yes I've I've had I've been going through a separation over the last 18 months or so and prior to that being in a difficult relationship so also not coming through that and being very mindful of where I was in in the space so you know, you can only offer when you're when you're confident, when you're whole yourself. So I did take a step back a little bit because I didn't. You know, I, I think it's a bit disingenuous to be offering offering things if you're through working through your own processes in a really raw way. So which I was, but now you know I'm through that process. Um, I've I've you know come through stronger and better. And I feel like now I can offer, you know, what I do in a really, really positive but really effectual way. Mm-hmm. And going into the retreat, you do, you absolutely do, it, because it's that transference of energy. And, you know, particularly with yoga and meditation, people come out of those practices with a big smile on their face. And you know they come out feeling so good that this is the practice I've offered. It's... Um, you know, people do the work themselves as well, which is for me part of what I want. I don't want people to be reliant on me to make them happy. You know, it's up to us to do the work, but I I think we can only do the work if we have the technique and the skills to do it. So I like to think that I can offer people the technique and skills that I have used over the last well, over the last, I don't know how many years, I've, or I've, I've been doing these practices for so long and I feel like that they've served me well. And so because they've served me well, I know they work. And particularly with yoga and meditation, they've been around for thousands of years. So if we can learn these practices to help us give us some sense of um, stability in our life, then 
we should be using them because they're easy to do, you know, and we can do them ourselves and we don't need, you know, fancy equipment. We don't need to go anywhere to do it. We can do it wherever. So it's, they're, they're just, I love, I love the fact that we can do it and it's, and it's us. You know, I think you yourself get that sense of um, oh, being brave and courageous and coming through it with confidence because you've done it yourself. You've been, you've had that whole, like, whole uh, self-governance on, you know, and, and the ability to have insight into your own behavior so you can move through things feeling strong and capable. And that's what it's all about. So, okay. So you've got these incredible skills that you share with lots of other people but I kind of want to go back to the moment when things went wrong for you. I know that's maybe an uncomfortable place to be. Was it something you were expecting or was it something that kind of took you by surprise? Um, no, I think I'd, I'd been living within the relationship was, which was very challenging for a long time. Um, and I suppose you know, when you, part of the, part of yoga is that you reflect back on yourself. You know, it's about, okay, how can I, how, you know, what, do, how does my behavior contribute to this? How does my, you know, how can I be better in this? How can I respond better? So, you know, the person I was years ago is different to the person I am now. And, you know, I, I look at back at that person and, you know, I've had to do a lot of work with that that little person that that younger person the younger me and and you know work with a little bit of shame a little bit of blame because I didn't I didn't have the techniques I didn't have the tools and then I didn't have my own agency so I I wasn't you know I wasn't doing the best thing for myself I didn't have any boundaries I didn't um I wasn't living in alignment with what I was teaching or what I was you know, wanting to, how I was wanting to be, I, I was very good at compartmentalizing. So, you know, I feel like the way I've, you know, I did live, I, I, yes, I did live in this relationship that wasn't working. And then I finally built up the courage to action what needed to be actioned. So, you know, and, and I wanted to do it with a sense of the understanding that everybody in this relationship is a human being. So, you know, it doesn't matter what, what happened, what's happened or what has happened in the past. It's, it's still, you know, there's still children involved. There's still people's hearts involved, you know, and, and, you know, we're all adults and I, I don't want to think that I've contributed to somebody's, um, you know, yes, it's heartbreaking when you're going through it, but, you know, I want that other person to come through feeling like they've learned something and they've come through with a sense of, um, you know, moving forward positively in a way. You know, I've, I've worked with a lot of women who, who uh, you know, are, are very bitter and they're very angry and I, I don't feel like that serves them moving forward in the rest of their life and it, it's very poisonous and mm. I don't want to be like that. And I don't want to feel like, you know, the, the person I'm leaving in this relationship is, is, is 
you know, yes, he's heartbroken, but he's but he he he's okay. You know, he's sort of intact once you know once you sort out all the stuff you need to sort out. And it's and yes, it's really difficult. It's really difficult because there's so many, you know, you know, when you've had a lot of history with somebody and you've had, you know, you do share children and you've shared lots of experiences. It's really, really difficult. But I in the end I knew what I had to do. And it was just finding finding the inner strength, finding the tools, you know, making uh, you know, things come into alignment that it meant that I could step into this, okay, this is what needs to be done. And every day for like 18 months, I'd get up and go, okay, what's the hard thing I have to do now? What's the hard thing I have to do today? And some days there was a list of hard things and it's really bloody tough. And, but, you know, I think one of the good things that I did, and this is what the practice sort of teaches us too, is that I, I contained the energy. So I didn't go out and I didn't, I didn't bitch and I didn't moan about this other person to everybody. I just, I, I thought this is what I need to do. I don't want to, you know, it has to be done with as much kindness and compassion as possible. And there are other people involved. So other people as in children and families involved. So, um, you know, containing the energy, you know, making sure you have the the support network that you need. So I have some really great friends, really supportive friends. I tended to veer away from those people that that I knew were just going to gossip, that I knew that were just going to offer me their opinion. And I didn't include them in any way in what I was doing. So I have, you know, probably four friends that um, were just you know, they'd always been there. They'd always been supportive and they always, you know, I know they always will be there. They're like, they're like my family. So I kept them, I kept them really close and they're people that would not, they never said you shouldn't do that or you couldn't do that. They just held space for me, which was really important, I think. Um, So, you know, that was a really, a really important thing, containing the energy, having a support network. And also I have a, I have a, like that sense of gratitude for everything. Like I feel like my life is abundantly full with, with beautiful people. I live in a beautiful city. I, you know, I look out the window now and it's sun, the sun is shining. I mean, what's not to be grateful about that? You know, there's always somebody worse off than me. There's always somebody doing it tougher than me. So, you know, I, you know, have that sense of, okay, put your big girl pants on. This is what you need to do. This is, you need to put out the boundaries. You need to be methodical. So I was very methodical about what I needed to do when I, you know, when I was going through the whole separation, what, you know, what is the, what is my primary focus? Okay. What's the next thing I need to do? What's the next thing I need to do? I stepped away from work for a little bit, stepped away from social media. So I stopped posting on, on my own social media and I stopped sort of interacting or I took myself away from those, from those, uh, you know, pages that, that just weren't, weren't filling me up, weren't giving me what I needed. So, you know, I didn't turn on the television. I didn't want to see what was happening in the news. I knew things, bad things were happening, but you know, cause the news is always bad. It never tells us anything good. Um, but I think, 
you know, the things that really kept me grounded apart from all of that was, was my yoga meditation practice. So every day, every single day, it's the discipline about getting to the mat, getting to the, you know, sitting on my bed, closing my eyes, finding your breath. It's the routine. It's the ritual of self-care practices and self-love. You know, when, when you're feeling like crap, you know, you, you have to do the things that fill you up. So going back to those, my own, like five foundational elements, you know, what am I doing? Moving, you know, moving, eating, breathing, resting, connecting, you know, all those five things. How am I attending to those every day? So my life was a full-time job getting through it, but I feel like I've come through, I've come through intact just because, you know, I have those rituals, those, those routines that hold meaning and they're there to lift you up, not to bring you down. So it's always, it's, you know, sifting through the emotional debris to come out the other side, feeling stronger and more capable. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, did I answer the question? I guess I sort of got lost there. No, 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 that's an excellent answer. And I suppose like throughout that, did you ever doubt your decision? Did you ever think, oh shit, I've done the wrong thing or? Um, no, no, because I think it had been so long of mm. me knowing what I had to do. And, and, and I think I'd, I'd been for so long, not, not listening to my intuition, mm. you know, or I just, or I or I'd put off, I'd, I'd, you know, make, bar I'd, I'd been bargaining with myself. Okay. Well, when this happens, then that'll happen. So I, I knew at some point it was going to happen. And even though it was really hard and, you know, having those hard conversations, they're just so difficult to have the conversations, but, you know, I feel like having the practices that nurture you and on one hand, and then having people around you and to support you. And, you know, I'd, I'd got advice from, you know, from, from the necessary professionals that I needed to, which is really important. I think I'd, um, you know, and, and therapy is really good, but I feel like on my yoga mat, I get on every, every morning. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a therapy session. You're listening mm -hmm. to yourself. Okay. What do I need today? That's what you're asking yourself. What do I need today? And sometimes what you need is not what you need to be doing. You, you do it. You have to do other things because, you know, we put it, we, we like to put off the hard things. We like to, you know, set them aside. So anyway, that's, I, I never doubted. And I just, I think the fact that I was finally listening to what my heart had been saying for a long time meant that I, you know, that kept me buoyed up, I suppose. Yeah. So it yeah. sounds like you didn't do any of the things that a lot of people do when they go through a separation, which is drink too much, have random sex with weird people, <laughs> you know. No way. Like go overseas or, you know, like spend, like overeat, overspend. Like it sounds like you managed to avoid a lot of the behaviours that a lot of people do when they when there's a big hole in their life where there used to be something that took up a lot of space and they, they rush to try and fill it with something. It sounds like something totally avoided that. Yeah, I absolutely did because, you know, that's part of what I teach is that, you know, we're trying to teach people to get 
more skillful at their life. So what we do, we numb the things we don't want to feel. So that's what we, we fill it with the, the alcohol, the sex, the drugs, the whatever. And I just, I, I actually listened to myself. So I didn't, I, I actually stopped drinking. Not that I'm a big drinker, but I stopped drinking anything. Um, you know, I just, I just wanted a clear head. I wanted to have clarity. I didn't want to come from a place of more depletion because I was already depleted emotionally. And I think abusing your body, you're just depleting yourself even more. So what I needed was strength. So, uh, and so I didn't drink, I made sure I was feeding myself good nutritious food. So lots of, you know, bone broths with lots of greens was really good. And, and I really didn't feel like eating. And I'd also I'd also been sick at this point. I got bitten by a spider at, and ended up with this really terrible bacterial infection. So for three months, I was really sick the end of last year. So that compounded everything. So I really had to be good with my food. I really had to be good with my exercise. And, and, and you know, I did yoga. I walked. I got out into nature and hiked. That was, you know, and swam in the ocean. You know, I think connecting with nature is really good. And in terms of, you know, I think, you know, when, you, when your heart is aching and your heart is broken, there is maybe the desire to go and find somebody else to fill that, that hole. But I, I, I felt like, number one, I can't, I can't do that until I've completed finishing rounding off that relationship that I've been in. And, and even if I wanted to, I'm not offering that person that's coming into my life, like anything. I'm they're, they're getting a broken, broken me. And I don't want to offer anybody that. So I just, you know, I, I didn't want to do that. I didn't, I don't take drugs. So that wasn't an issue. I, you know, I don't necessarily overeat. I didn't even feel like sweets, which was really, you know, I'm normally a very big sweet eater, but, you know, I just do really yummy things for myself. Like my, my go-to became apple slices with, with peanut butter on it. Like that was my treat. So, you know, I felt like I was filling myself up with, you know, with really good meditations, really good um, connecting in with my teachers, connecting with my you know, with nature, connecting with my friends, connecting with good food. And, you know, so I was, I was doing the things to feel whatever it is, you know, because, you know, I always say that people think they want to look differently, but in fact, they want to feel different. So, you know, it's, it's connecting with how do you want to feel and doing the things I wanted to feel better. I want to feel stronger. I wanted to, you know, step out into the world feeling, you know, like I was in charge of my own life again. So. I wasn't going to do the things that was going to, were, that were going to deplete me again. Mm. So yeah, okay. So mm. like that's a real benchmark, <laughs> you know. So I guess the thing is, it's almost expected. Like there's almost a little bit of pressure to get messy. Like you know, when shit goes wrong, everyone almost gives you permission to just be like, "Go, you can go be a mess." We'll be, be well. That gives us permission to be a bit messy with you. Like, we, we'll but it's not you. helpful though. It's yeah. not helpful. I think you know. You always come to that. Ask the question of yourself: As is what I'm doing, thinking, being, is it helpful or harmful? You know, what is it helping me moving through this, or is it harming me? So. I, I always have those questions. You know, I always ask myself that question. 
Mm. Is it helpful or harmful? And, you know, I, I, you know, yes, I suppose I had been, you know, I have been messy, obviously, but once I decided to go through the process, I wasn't, I just wasn't going to go there because that was not going to help me at all. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm. I ask, was there a catalyst? Like you said that you'd been sort of feeling like things weren't right for a long time. Was there a moment, like, was there something that kind of kicked you into action or was it just, you said you sort of had to build up enough courage. So how did you do that? Um, I think, I think the fact that I've always had, you know, a a yoga meditation practice and the thing with those practices is that, you know, they're asking you, you know, instead of using the word, I suppose, you know, we use the word enlightened, but enlightened doesn't have any of those, you know, spiritual connotations. It's just literally opening your eyes to what's going on. And I think I just got to the point of having had enough, having had enough of behaviours and words and actions that weren't uh, supporting me and weren't in alignment with how I wanted to be. So I think it was like a build-up, a build-up, a build-up, and there wasn't one great big moment, but I think it was just, it's just started to become, you know, everything just sort of, it was like the perfect storm of things all coming together that I was, I'd been building myself up with confidence and then things were just happening and you know I think we'd moved house and we changed we changed our living situation and I don't know things just sort of evolved I suppose into how I don't know it just it just came and and I just decided I think I just decided and it was really scary and it was a constant feeling in my tummy of those butterflies coming up like how can I do, you know, and really having to sit with it because, you know, of course we stop breathing, we, we, we get tense, we're stressed, we're anxious, but I'd realized that I'd live my life as a very highly functioning anxious person. And I just didn't want to be like that anymore. I, I, you know, I just didn't want to be like that. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling good. I'd had, you know, I, I, I think I'd started to, I don't know, I'd started to get a bit sick and, you know, my, my best buddy, was saying to me, you know, this is stress, you know, this is stress, you know, this is stress. And I'm like, yes, I know. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. And so I think I, I just didn't want to get sick and I didn't want to be ill and I've got a lot of life left in me. And so I think that, that propelled you forward. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so like 18 months down the track, like where are you at now? Like you, I mean, you, you seem to be in a great place and I mean, how is that relationship now? Are you, is that relationship in reasonably good shape too? Um, I, well, now I feel, I feel really, I feel really good. I feel, I went away a couple of months ago and I, I went away by myself and I traveled a little bit by myself and then I caught up with my best buddy and her friends. And, and I think that was just like, I, I don't know, that was just a turning point for me to go, it's all done now. Like you can, you can step forward, you can move on into the world now. And I've, and I've come back really energized, really excited about the work that I can do and about the work that I can offer. I feel like I've, I've been put back together. And um, yeah, I've, I, you know, 
that other relationship. It's this, we have children, so obviously we need to speak when there's things, but our children are adults. So, you know, I feel like, you know, it's a new chapter and I have no ill will, no um, feelings of, you know, no negative feelings towards that relationship. That was a great relationship for the years that it was in that, you know, we had lots of lovely times together and we, you know, we've got three beautiful children. And so, you know, I, I don't ever believe in regretting anything because you can't, how can you do that? So, um, so, you know, that will be a work in progress. You're always connected, aren't you? Like really, you're always connected. So you've just got to work on it. Yeah, like the physical space might not be, um, but you still are. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So I'm in a, I'm like, in a really good like, spot. Do you go to each other's funeral? Like what happens when you die, when you split up with someone? I always wonder this about my first husband, who I actually adored and still think very fondly of. He probably hates me though because I left him. <laughs> and I just think, can I go to his funeral? Like there's all these things like, when, when do you have to, like, when is it not allowed to wish each other happy birthday or, like, are you allowed to talk to each other? Like, are there any rules oh, for after it's all done? I think you just have to go with what sits well with you. And, I, you know, I always feel like, you know, you wish people well and you just have to do whatever feels right for you, you know? Mm. I don't know. It's, I, think, I think when you share children, it's different. For mm. me, anyway, you know, I... I, and, and, you know, it's, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of, a lot of separations that are really acrimonious. So, mm. you know, it, that makes it very difficult, I think, but, you know, I, I feel like both of us have come through this fairly well intact, although it was me that initiated the separation. So I feel like there's a lot of healing to do still for him. And, you know, I have to honor that, I suppose. Um, but you know, I I'm moving on into my own life, which is which is great. You know, I've you know I I live in a in a beautiful part of Sydney, and I'm very happy, feeling like I've really landed in a really good spot. So and doing work that is meaningful and and joyful, and you know, and gives people hope, I suppose, in their own life. So. Um, yeah, but, you know, I think through the whole process, I just have learned that, you know, if we have techniques, we have the whole capacity to be brave and courageous and do the things we need to do, but we need the techniques and we need the skills and they can be learnt. And so that's why, you know, I, you know, I offer what I do, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Well, like if someone was thinking about separating from their partner, because I guess yeah. a lot of people carry a lot of guilt about that because they, well, there's also the worries like, what are people going to think? What will the kids think? Oh, I don't want to hurt this person. I still love them, but I don't want to be with yeah. them anymore. Um, you know, like, yeah, how, like would, would you be able to help people with those kind of questions when, they, when they're kind of at the beginning of the process? I, the way I work, I suppose, is I work with the person themselves developing their own skills of self-love and care so and and clarity so that I'm not offering advice like I, I think everybody's relationship is different everybody's life is different and I'm not here to offer advice like I'm really not what I'm here to offer are, 
a practical tools and strategies that that you know help people refine their own behavior so if they're thinking of going you know moving into a separation with with their partner then it's it's looking at well how can they do that in a in a way that's they're responding rather than being reactive because when we when we react we're we're not we're not coming from a good place so to to take the time to actually build the necessary skills within you to be able to 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 um you know to be able to approach the separation in a way that is is going to keep the boundaries for yourself but also help you through the process help you get a little bit of clarity what do i need to do here how do i need to do it and you know, I, I mean, that's why I do meditation and that's why I do yoga because it turns down the noise in your head. It stops you from overthinking. It helps you stay in the present. What do I need to do right now? What do I need to do, you know, at this very moment? If I start, you know, thinking about, you know, a year down the track, a month down the track, whatever, you're projecting and that increases that stress response. If, you, if you're thinking about the past, you, you, you ruminate. And, and again, it's the stress response. So we're trying to minimize the stress, minimize that overwhelm and try and maintain that sense of own agency with yourself. So, you know, I, I, I don't like to offer advice apart from, you know, go and see a professional you know, lawyer or go and see a professional therapist. Um, but here, this is what I can help you with. I can help you feel, you know, like you have some sense of control over your own life because you're, you're helping yourself to, you know, control your nervous system in effect Yeah, through these skills. So, you know, I can help you nurture yourself. I can help you nourish yourself. Um, so yeah, that's what I do. Wow. So on that point, um, what's your favorite thing at the moment? Like, what are you cooking? That's just rocking your world at the moment. Oh my gosh. Um, what am I cooking? Well, I've just put on uh, in the oven some quinces that from my friend Jilly's house. So I've, I, I'm, I love, uh, you know, I love cooking up a whole, whole, whole host of something and then having it in the fridge and then, and then going back to it. So I really love simple food. I really love vegetables and fruits and, um, you know, I, I just love supporting all my local, you know, producers that, you know, with their, with their produce. Um, I don't know what I'm cooking at the moment. I'm doing a little bit of pasta. I like, I, I tend to eat gluten-free pasta because I'm, you know, a little bit irritated by normal pasta. Um, oh, I eat anything and everything. I, I just love that whole, like how, how food is community. Food brings people together. So I, you know, I'm not cooking anything in particular, but just I make sure in the morning. So I suppose, I suppose I have a ritual when it comes to food. So in the mornings I wake up and I have a, a turmeric, ginger, cayenne pepper, lime, and a little bit of honey brew. So I make a really big pot of that and I, and I eat that for, or drink that for the morning. And then I'll have some bone broth with some greens in it. And then um, my daughter might make a smoothie. So of, you know, which is really a really good one. So we'll have that. And then, and then I'll sort of move on into lunch for me is like opening the fridge and seeing what greens I have and then seeing what vegetables or anything left over from last night that I can sort of chop up. And, and it's just this big conglomeration of, of 
of yumminess and you know I had seeds and nuts and different things and then dinner what's like for dinner dinner tonight is a uh like a roasted like a gnocchi so I make gnocchi and then it's it's roasted in the oven on a bed of tomatoes and and yellow capsicum which is really delicious and it's visual it's a visual feast I love anything that's a, a visual feast so yeah so I just you know anything that's that's going to be good and support my you know support my what my body needs is what I like to eat oh you absolutely live your like you live what you tell other people to do or share what you share with other people and it's completely commendable because even when things are hard you still live the way you have to you have to and and I think that's the thing you have to when you're going through trauma, when you're going through stress and things that are challenging for you, you have to prioritize yourself. Like you really do. You have to up the self-love. You have to up the self-care. And, and, and also if I'm teaching this stuff to people, you know, it's inauthentic of me. I don't, if I, if I'm not living it, you know, and I'm very, I think I'm very real in that I, you know, I tell people, like I had a glass of wine last night because I just felt like it. You know, I have a bit of chocolate. I, you know, my daughter's boyfriend decided he was going to make caramel slice, which I really didn't need in the house. But, you know, I, I managed to have a couple of slices of that. So, you know, I think it's inauthentic for me if I don't live how I want people to be. And, I, and, and because I know that all these things help us through the hard stuff, they help us through the trauma, they help us to, um, deal with whatever's going on then I'm going to be able to offer in such a good way in a, in, in a really effective way strategies for people to help themselves and that's what I want I want people to help themselves and everyone can do it you know so yeah, yeah. it's almost like you need to like what would be amazing is if there was a recipe book for people who are going through grief and loss and trauma because, you know, like, especially when someone dies, people rock up and they bring casseroles and they bring all these things and it might be the totally wrong thing you should actually be eating when you're feeling, like, terrible. (laughs) You shouldn't be mashing their bottles of scotch (laughs) and, um, you know, eating some super high carby meaty casserole like because it's going to make you feel heaps worse like yeah because quite often like you're you're just trying to digest life like when something terrible happens life is either you know it's unfathomable it's indigestible undigestible undigestible so your body tends to go into like a little bit of a shutdown so it doesn't want necessarily the big carby meals like you you're often just eating out of habit and and you know yeah people that's the way people show their love and care but I just find like an uh, for me I found that when I didn't feel like eating I I resorted to the things that were really going to be my body could absorb so like the a really good bone broth with lots of greens and ginger and things that really um, boost the system, boost the cells and nourish the cells. So, you know, the, the body can digest it. It doesn't have to work hard and you're getting the nourishment that you need. So, yeah, um, yeah look, I've, I've actually been working on a, on, on a program that I've, that will probably come out in the next few months. It's, and I'm just sort of playing with a, a it's going to be an online program and it's going to integrate all these practices. Um, and it's, uh, I'm playing with the name. It's like break, break down, break up, break through. So dealing with the 
dealing with the processes, this is what's happening and trying to get people to, you know, move through as opposed to sit and stagnate. So how are we going to do that? And again, working with those five foundational elements, move, eat, breathe, rest and connect. So helping people, but also, you know, it's, it's specific for people that are dealing with grief or trauma. So, um, you know, I have another, another program I'm working on for women in midlife because, you know, I'm there and, you know, there's, there's, you know, when you get to midlife, your career may be not there or your, your, you know, your children have left and, and there's a sense of who am I, where am I, what am I? So, so working with women, trying to find strategies to move into the next, you know, part of their life with enthusiasm and not feeling like they're, they're, you know, I see a lot of women that are, they, they're sort of diminished in their person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everybody's got something and it doesn't, you know, in this, in this, you know, world, we sort of feel like we have to have something big and grand, but we don't like, we don't have to have that at all. We have to just plug away at, at the things that are, that, you know, that we're really good at. And, you know, we don't have to have an online profile. We don't, but whatever we get, you know, gets us up in the day and makes us through and makes us get to the end of the day. And, 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 you know, we feel like we've completed that day with a bit of purpose, with a bit of meaning. Yeah. That's what it's all about, you know? Yeah. And, you know, finding out what's meaningful is really, really important, no matter who you are, where you are, whatever stage you're in. And, and, you know, again, going back to, you know, dealing with, you know, trauma and that, you know, you know, obliterating yourself with drugs or alcohol or over shopping or whatever. It's, you know, that's that in the end, that's not really meaningful. That's just, you know, mm. wasting, wasting time, wasting energy. So what is meaningful in our life? Who are meaningful and moving into the world with a little bit more purpose is really important. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. So I'll be really curious to hear about that when it's ready to go. Um, I know. Be amazing for a lot of people. So will it be online or will it be a face-to-face kind of retreat type? Uh, I I think both. I think I'm going to put it out online, but then maybe do retreats on the back of that. So have have face-to-face. And again, I'm very mindful that I'm not a trained therapist. So it's actually more about nurturing people and getting them giving them strategies and skills as opposed to, you know, if you, if you need to pull apart your life, you go to a therapist and talk, talk that through, but we're going to, you know, I, I, I hold space for people and hold space for where they are, but it's about moving, moving forward and through from that. Yeah. And can you explain to me, what does holding space actually mean? Like I, someone said that to me this week and I don't know that I know what it means really. What does it mean? I think when you hold space for somebody, you're holding the energy in the room. You're not uh, coming in with any judgment, any expectation, any assumptions. So you're, you're taking people as they come to you and then, and then being able to, so for me being a, you know, in the, at the retreat over the weekend, uh, I knew the backstory but I didn't assume anything. I didn't assume at what stage of grief they were in. I didn't assume anything. I just, I just sat there in the room. I knew what I had to do. The practices of yoga and meditation are just, just beautiful and supportive. And I offered what I offered. 
and I knew that they were going to, the practices themselves, just help people, just really just, you know, help people through or, or be able to, um, I don't know, hold people's hearts, I suppose. You know, when people's hearts are breaking and they're really raw, then to be able to give them a space where they can just rest and just be just be still and not, not you know, and I always say, you know, work with the body you've brought with you today, not the body. And the body, I mean the body, the mind, the heart, the whole of the, the whole of the body. So you're working with whatever you've brought just leave, you know, leave the outside world where it is. This is a time and a place for you. And, you know, things just naturally come up because once the, you know, the emotional body starts to release, then of course, you know, things come up. But, you know, being able to sit there and, and to be able to say to somebody, you know what, if, if the tears come, just let them come. Um, you know, if you need to leave the room, leave the room, but know that it's it's actually okay because I've been there and I've, you know, you just let them come. And then it's like, you know, the tears are, are a real rinse out for the system. So you just got to let it happen. Holding anything in is not, you know, it's not healthy. So we've got to sit with all the different emotions, the, the sadness, the anger, the grief, the, as well as the happiness, as well as the joy. But, you know, we've got to learn to be okay with all of it. So, you know, that's, I suppose that's what's holding space. This is just, I don't have any judgment. I don't have any expectations. I don't make assumptions. So I just greet people where they're at, where they come and offer them the practices that I know will just, you know, hold their hearts for a little bit of time. Okay. Well, I think a lot of people are going to be interested in, well, I, I, I imagine you have a lot of people like me who met you on a retreat, fell completely in love with you and... <laughs> We'll never let you go. <laughs> like, I know you stuck with me. Once you meet with me, you stuck with me. Obviously, I would follow you to the end of the earth because because you have such an amazing sense of humor. Like you, oh. yeah, because you're down to earth. Like it's it's you bring these quite esoteric concepts into a world that feels like everyday life. Like it's something you yep. can do every day. It's not something you have to sit on a mountain no. to do. Like as you. No. Say, um, it just feels like, and you come away from one of your retreats feeling so much better. Like I still oh. have things that I learned on your retreat and, um, fabulous. So, I like to hear that. Well, yeah, I put cinnamon in my smoothies, right. <laughs> still <doing it. laughs> but yeah, I think that it's just that incremental positive improvement that you offer. Yeah. So even if like people come to your retreat and just improve one thing, um, just take away one thing. You know, just take away one thing. You know, it, the whole practice is asking us to be lighter, you know, to release what isn't serving us, you know, release the emotions that are not doing well for us, release the, the, the thoughts, the negativity, the whatever it is that's, you know, so, so I feel like I've done a lot of excavation, you know, so I, I, I try and travel through the world with, with a little bit of lightness and, and, and a lot of joy, like there's so much joy to be had in the world because the world is pretty tough. The world is pretty tough. So, you know, if I can help people through that, then I'm, I, that just makes me so happy. It makes me so happy. Yeah, well, you're kind of like the guru who's not a guru. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, no, no. I am so not, yes, no, I'm so not a guru. But, you know, 
it's, you know, if I can, if I can support people, then I will. And, you know, I'm very upfront in that, you know, I, I, I really don't have anything worked, everything worked out, you know, I'm learning, we're all learning. And that's, you know, for me, that's, that's the practice. And that's, I keep calling it a practice because life is, we have to approach it as a practice. Every day is a brand new day. Every day is going to, you know, um, put different challenges in front of us. So we have to, we have to practice the skills that help us deal with all these things. So, you know, the practice teaches us that, um, you know, we're beginners. We're, we're all beginners. We're all learning. We're all, and once I, I sort of think once, if you think you know it all, then you've lost it. You've lost the message. You're, you know, that's when the arrogance and the ego creep in. And I don't, I, I like to think I don't have any of that. You know, I, I have beautiful teachers. I have beautiful, you know, I'm constantly learning from my children still, you know, and they, they teach me so much, you know, in their approach to the world. But I, I guess they kind of always like joke out there. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to know that, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have a question. Um, so is there an asana that is good for a broken heart? Like, so... You know, because like, okay, so I learned recently and you've known this forever, but like obviously the asanas can kind of treat mental situations or, or like obviously physical, but you know, if you're feeling anxious or you're feeling whatever, there's asanas that yeah. address that. And it, yeah, I did not realize that it was yeah. kind of that prescriptive. Um, so is there uh, a broken heart asana? Well, yes, yes, there is. I, I well, you know, if you think about, um, if you think about what's happening physiologically in the body when when you do have a broken heart, we tend to round our shoulders. We tend to try and protect ourselves. We tend to, um, you know, not breathe very fully. So starting to breathe fully is a really important thing. So I often give people a breath practice of um, maybe inhaling for four, exhaling for six, because when we when we exhale fully. We and and in a, in longer than we do the inhale, then it triggers a response in our nerve, a rest and digest response in our nervous system. So we get to switch from a stress response to a rest and digest response. So I would always encourage focusing on the breath. Also, you know, when we do this, we round our shoulders. So I I like to put people over a bolster. And, you know, open up the chest, open up the heart, open up the windows of the lungs so you can actually start to breathe again. So um, I use a lot of essential oils too. So things that, that encourage that opening of the heart. Geranium oil is a beautiful oil just to rub on your heart, which is really, really lovely for heart space. But, you know, peppermint oil and um, just lying over a bolster or over a pillow, over a, a rolled up blanket and just lying there and breathing helps to just open us up. And yes, it's exposing us, but we need to breathe. So mm -hmm. I think opening up into the breath, if we feel really, um, really sad and we need to feel protected, child's pose is always a good pose where we sit back on our heels and we just, you know, put our forehead on the ground and roll forward and, and just breathe there into our back space. And that's, you know, has that sense of protection. So you know, those sorts of practices are really lovely to do. Yeah, it's good to mm. know. Because, you know, mm. when you're having one of those moments, um, you kind of just mm. don't really know what to do with yourself physically. 
I know, I know. But, you know, coming back to your breath, you know, we've got the breath as a tool. Coming back to your breath is really, really important to do. So, you know, if you can sit there, you know, you start to feel the triggers in your body, what's happening in your body, you know, it's, it's starting to, you know, my body tends to feel like a bit discombobulated. I just don't know what to do with myself. So, you know, just finding a, you know, a place where I can sit, it might be just on my bed, it might be out in the park under a tree, but just sitting and breathing is a really good thing and inhale and exhale. You know, people have this thing about meditation being, being, you know, oh, I can't meditate. You know, it's like, you know, it's just a practice and it's an inhale and an exhale, paying attention to that and then just pressing repeat on that. So you notice your inhale, you notice your exhale and then you, you just repeat it. And that's, that's meditation and paying attention. That's it. Okay. Well, I reckon, okay. I reckon I can do that. And I reckon we can, you can do that. all do that. So, um, so thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you so much, Emma. What I think is so cool is that you don't have to sink into the mud too far. Like you don't have to go to rock bottom to get through something like this. Cause mm-hmm. there are ways of kind of getting through it in a, like, as you say, lighter, healthier more mindful way that doesn't hurt yourself more you know like you're not creating right. chaos like you're, you're that's, you know that's right. the chaos and so um thank you so much for sharing that story that's a pleasure if people want to connect with me they can on my instagram i usually instagram's really good for me more nourishing life so it's m-o-o-r-e nourishing life and um yeah I, i'll put everything on there that you know anything any of my courses that are coming up any retreats they will they will all be on there so I'd love for people to connect in any way possible and you know if I can help anybody in any way please you know please connect and those retreats are all over the place aren't they more they're not like yes particularly New South Wales anymore no 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 I'll just what I what I do is rent usually rent a place a space or somebody might offer their their space and I'll just go in and and do the retreat. So you know, somebody's got a got a house that they particularly you know that that will house people, and you know, a lot of people have holiday homes that you know we can go to the beach, we can use the holiday home, and that and that way it keeps the cost down as well. You know, I I, I don't feel like with these things that we do, you have to spend a whole lot of money. Like they need to be accessible to a lot of people. So if we can minimise the cost, then we will without without minimizing you know the quality of what i what i offer i'm bringing i'm bringing the quality and you know we don't have to have a fancy joint to to do it all in you know if you've got a fancy joint fine but otherwise it's <laughs> but otherwise we're you know very happy to to go anywhere and do it do it and do it anywhere so yeah that's good to know that's good to know okay and yeah. i believe you also have an express retreat right like there's a there's a short version uh, yes, I was running an express retreat. I haven't done for one for a while, but um, a four-hour express retreat. So it's it's basically little bite-sized uh, yoga, meditation, food, and a little bit of wellness, uh, uh, a little wellness talk in amongst all of that. So four hours in and out. I was doing it between ten and two um, because people could drop the kids off at school, come come, and then leave in time to pick the kids up. And you know, while it's not the I, you know, the absolute ideal. It actually just gives you a little suggestion of what is possible, and that's that's a really good thing. Yeah, 
Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. All right. Well, thanks so much. Um, Thank you, Em. I hope you have a great day. You've been listening to That Shit Show. If you like what you've heard, head to the Facebook page or the website for more information. It's thatshitshowpodcast.com. You'll find show notes and more episodes to download. Thanks so much for joining me.